Wildcats, Warriors, Bulldogs, Cavaliers, Bees, Dragons, Panthers, Tigers, Pioneers, Bobcats. The Upper Cumberland's exclusive coaches roundtable. Your teams, your coaches. This is the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. The High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. Live Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive. Putnam County teams observing their bye week this week. DeKalb County got back in the win column, and Livingston Academy got blanked for the first time all season. I'm Colin Castleberry, and we will begin with what ended up being the game of the night last night. Uh, That was York and Stone Memorial, and we always try to begin with the winner here on the program, Derwin Wright, York head coach, We'll join us shortly. It was a battle of conflicting styles last night as Nick Osmond and the spread out stone offense came to take on York, a team who can really do either one. Uh, but last night was ground and pound all night in a single wing veer sort of old school offense. Again, we're going to hear from both sides, but beginning with the victors, head coach Derwin Wright and I spoke post game at the 50 yard line. It was clear that he knew. This was a big-time win for the Dragons. Coach Wright, it ain't always pretty, and certainly tonight it wasn't pretty, but a W is a W. What do you think of your team's performance in a really gutsy ball game? Well, this ground and pound. I, I think we missed some opportunities off play-action pass that we didn't make. We had a drop pass and a couple other things, but just gritty performance defensively. We knew they were going to string us and do some things, and I just hats off to where our guys played on defense, our coaching staff. It, it, it's just, it's just uh, you know, it's great. We'll learn a lot from this film, and uh, you know we got another tough one next week, and then we got you know we got to finish out. Uh, you know, we, but we got we we knew this was going to be one of our harder games. They got a good football team. That's a great coaching staff. I, you know, hard fought ball game. We were lucky tonight. I certainly want to highlight your defense. Your offense at times didn't necessarily put them in the best situations. Right. They consistently stepped up time and time again against a really good player in Nick Osmond, a really talented offense. Yep. Uh, their performance tonight, how, how do they grow, or, or what do you think of it? Well, they did, they they were awesome. I mean, you know, like I said, we down there fourth in, a, in about a yard and, and went forward, put them in a terrible position, should have punt it, but sometimes, you know, you roll the dice in a big game. But, uh, you know, when our defense is playing that well, but I did. I put them in a tough predicament, and, and uh, Coach Winningham and, uh, and, and, and Coach Bowden, who does our outside linebackers, Coach uh, Winningham it does our secondary and, our, and and he's our D coordinator and then Coach Wheaton does the D line. I got the linebackers and Coach Time. I mean, just just those kids played so well. They did what we asked them to do: keep things in front of them and hit and and uh, you know uh, uh, just a great great win tonight for us. On the other side, uh, we know who Miles Left You is, but tonight he really kind of put this team on his back at times. He put on a show. What is having a guy like that on your offense that you feel like you can just kind of put the ball in his hands and he's going to make something happen for you? Well, I thought he did. I thought Ryland Miller at times just made big plays when he had to have him, Logan Pinnell. Blake Bulls, who's sophomore linebacker. I mean, he's a downhill runner. Uh, uh, Lake Drake, he didn't get as many reps as normal high ankle sprain, but he came in and and, and ran one for eight yards for us. But, uh, you know, up front, we were just we were running the ball. I mean, our our goal tonight was to run the ball, and uh, and uh, those guys up front that don't get mentioned, they did a heck of a job tonight for us. 
special teams also we never want to sell out that third aspect you guys made some really great plays uh your special teams tonight how much do you think they contributed to this gutsy win oh big time the, the kickoff team did a great job kickoff return team did a great great job not not doing anything to put us in and then george george soto george has uh struggled a little bit with pats but he, he's two for two tonight and we had to have both of them you know it's uh so it, great job by just just great job by our kids Stone beat themselves at times. You guys were able to take advantage. What does that say about your team, their discipline, their grit, to be able to see mistakes and turn around and take advantage of them? Well, that's that's what you hope for. You know, we're getting there. We're growing. We're, we're, we're you know, we've got some seniors in key spots that are doing the leadership and doing the things on the field that they need to do. Uh, we're still making a lot of mistakes. We'll see a lot of things we can fix, but every team sees that. It's high school football. You've, we've talked about it several times. Unlike basically the team you just played or anybody else, you guys have already seen the bye week. It's happened. But you go do have fall break. So what is kind of the plan for you guys with fall break? But obviously you got to play a football well, game. Well, they got to not let that be a distraction. they got to come in and get that two and a half hours Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday in practice, and then Thursday we'll come out under the lights. But they've got to not let that be a distraction. But at the same time, those practices are going to, you know, we're, we're, we had a hard-hitting game. Those practices are going to be hitting bags and, and – and not each other and try to, you know, full speed reps as far as, uh, you know, it's kind of like a no thud type deal. And uh, and we do that quite often and our kids are responding to it. York Dragons head coach Derwin Wright coming off a 14-7 to win over Stone Memorial last night. We'll hear more from Stone Memorial head coach Derek Samber coming up in the program. I was able to catch up with Coach Samber postgame as well. And he, Coach Samber was quite somber. It was a tough night for Stone Memorial, as you heard from uh, Derwin Wright right there. It wasn't exactly the best night for York either. They may come out on the W side of the game, and uh, Derwin Wright was certainly happy to do so. But a lot to learn, a lot they're going to see on that film that they will improve down the stretch. Let's take a look at some other scores from across the Upper Cumberland. Gordonsville defeating Red Boiling Springs 49-19 to last night in our game of the week on sports radio. It was Smith County 40 to nothing over Jackson County. Macon County on Thursday night defeating Livingston Academy 35 to nothing. DeKalb County finally got back in the win column. A desperate need and a win there for the Tigers 42 to 10 as they enter their bye week and get prepared for one of the tougher schedules down the stretch. White County as well getting back in the win column, a 41-7 win outside of region play over CAK. Of course, Sale Creek taking down Pickett County 54 to nothing. That is the seventh time this season Pickett County has been or excuse me, sixth time this season Pickett County has been held scoreless on the season. In fact, the only time they weren't was the one time they got a win also the sixth time they've allowed better than 35 points again the only time being in their one win Tullahoma defeated Warren County 37 to nothing so Warren fails to stop their losing streak the Pioneers will try to do so in a couple weeks after observing their bye bye weeks this week Cookville Monterey and Upperman all three schools here in Putnam County taking on their bye all three extremely happy to do so Cookville coming off maybe the win of the year at Gallatin. Monterey finally getting their first win on the season at home over Cascade, entering their bye week. And, of course, Upperman entered the bye week still undefeated. 
Upperman, though, may have the toughest schedule uh, down the stretch. DeKalb County, Stone Memorial, and White House all still on the docket. Finally, Clay County uh, observed their bye week this week. The Bulldogs took a week off. I know uh, head coach Bruce Lamb headed down to the beach. I hope he had a fantastic time down there. We are excited to talk with them next week and see how the Bulldogs can close out the season, possibly make another run at a state championship, a place where they got last year but fell in the title game. I'm Colin Castleberry. We're live at Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive, and this is the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Built by Mountain Barn Builders. This is the High School Playbook. A new storage building to add room. A new space for the animals. From gazebos to garages, it's built Mountain Strong by Mountain Barn Builders. Highway 127 Clark Range. Online at mountainbarnbuilders.com. Built by Mountain Barn Builders. This is the High School Playbook. We caught up with head coach Derwin Wright of the York Dragons in segment one. If you missed that, you can always go back and catch an replay on Sports Radio in the next hour, or we'll get it posted on ucsportsnation.com and, of course, up on the Facebook page. Now, though, we move to Gainesboro, where our Game of the Week crew were for the second straight week. It's time for a very different result. A week after defeating Pickett County 52 to nothing, the Blue Devils were taken down 40 to nothing by Smith County. In two weeks, you saw just what numbers, purely how many guys you have can do for a team. Pickett County might have 15 guys who play, while when healthy, Jackson has at minimum 22. It's a big difference in a sport with 11 guys on both sides of the ball. Smith County has better, though, than 44. So now it's a certified two deep. Blue Devils head coach Sean Loftus was aware of the challenge in front of his team, and he joins us now. Coach, a uh, zero on the board offensively. What was Smith County able to do to limit you guys? Well, I mean, it's, uh, you know, give the credit to Smith County. I mean, they're an extremely talented and, and good football team. I mean, there's a reason why they're more than likely going to, uh, you know, uh, they're in the driver's seat to be the, the number one team in our region. Um, whenever we're not able to, you know, run the ball because they're just much bigger than us up front and, uh, uh, and, and stronger than us right now. And so, you know, we're, uh, we were able, we weren't just, we weren't able to, to get anything going there. So, you know, and it's even harder, uh, because then they can pin their heads or ears back and, and get after you in the past game. So, uh, you know, that was, um, you know, pretty much. I mean, we just didn't we didn't execute as well as I would would have liked to. I mean, there was some good things that we did off and on, but uh, when it was all said and done, I mean, they were just a better football team than us. You brought it up right there. Some good things on and uh, off and on. What are some of the positives you walk away from this game with? Well, I thought that uh, you know, again, we we did we had some bright spots. I mean, I, I wish that we would have played better on both sides of the ball. I thought that you know, at certain times, I mean, we we could see where they were, where our team was trying to do the things that we had that we had uh, you know told them or, or worked on this week. You know, defensively and offensively. Uh, you know, it's just uh, unfortunately there's there's times that you. Uh, you come up on a you know a team that's 
you know, got better talented kids or, or stronger kids and that type of thing. And, and even though it may not, uh, you know, look like it on the scoreboard, I mean, uh, you know, you, you can kind of see and, and kind of take away some of those small victories and stuff whenever we go back and, and watch this game on, on film and, um, you know, after our, after our bye week and, and just talk about it. You know, we're, I mean, uh, you know, we got beat, but, uh, okay, look right here to where, you know, this kid or these these kids did exactly what they were they were coached up to do and in hopes of you know those freshmen or sophomores you know keep on doing this in two years or next year and in two years whenever they're another year older and uh, and another year in the weight room you know uh, hopefully they can make those uh, those plays defensively last night uh, you know you never want to see 40 points up on the board uh, do you feel like your defense did some positive things at times, and and what ultimately led to Smith County kind of being able to to find so much success. Well, I mean, first, I mean, we uh, you know it, it begins with lining up and stuff like that, knowing your assignment. And I thought, you know, we did that, and you know, for the most part, uh, that was you know the biggest our our thing right now is they're just so much stronger than us and, and larger than us. I mean, we don't have a lot of size. Uh, uh, you know, up front, and uh, you know, whenever they're able to, um, you know, get a hat on the hat and uh, and not have to double team kids and things like that. I mean, it makes it tough whenever you're trying to stop somebody from in the run game. Um, you, there was some things that uh, we didn't necessarily do a good job at, uh, you know, establishing a uh, an edge, and maybe our linebackers didn't fit as hard as what we would have liked to have. Uh, you know, coming downhill, but. Uh, you know, all in all, I mean, I, you know, we we've got to go back and, and continue to get better and and just um, you know stay with these younger kids and stuff. I mean, I you know I I, I love my four seniors and and all, but uh, once all said and done, it's about getting these younger kids uh, because that's the majority of our team are, are freshmen and sophomores and uh, and just staying with them and sticking with those guys and and just having their backs and. Um, and just plugging along each and every week in hopes of, you know, like I said, next year, uh, you know, after another year in the weight room, you know, becoming a better football team. A lot to play for between now and the end of the year. A lot of film to watch as well. But you mentioned it right now. Uh, the bye week is upon us. Fall break is is here for Gainesboro and Jackson County. Coach, w- what was the message to the team about fall break and about the 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 bye week and then obviously what is the uh what's the coach loftus fall break bye week plan what are you going to get up to to as you said early in the week earlier in the week that is uh kind of get away from from everything for for maybe a couple days well my message to them was you know just get away from it and um you know let uh let the coaches do do what we do and stuff and and, and prepare for the next game but uh you know, as far as like the kids, I mean, they just need to get away. They need, it's, um, you know, eight games into the year and we've been at this thing for a long time. And, um, you know, Lord knows they probably need to get away from me. And, uh, you know, and we, as, uh, you know, just to try to, you know, <clears throat> get a, um, you know, a, like a fresh breath of air and, uh, and come back and, and, uh, and, and play as hard as we possibly can those last two weeks. As far as myself, <clears throat> sorry, uh, you know, we're, 
I want to, uh, we're going to get away for, you know, for a couple of days and, and try to relax at the beach for, you know, some, you know, and, and get some time away because, you know, it's been, gosh, um, it's been a long time since we've been at this. I mean, in, uh, in, uh, you know, since, uh, you know, June, July. And then you look at, uh, even before that, it, you know, we went from, you know, uh, spring practice and basically, you know, it was right into the summer and then, uh, uh, it's been an you know an ongoing thing for uh, several months. So I mean, everybody needs to get uh, get away from one another and just just kind of do their own thing and and, and heal and and uh, in hopes of coming back and with a you know a, a want to of uh, coming out and uh, and playing hard these last two weeks. Jackson County Blue Devils head coach Sean Loftus joining us there, coming off of a. 40 to nothing loss to Smith County last night on Sports Radio 104.7. It's been a back and forth several weeks for Jackson County. Uh, They get a big win over Red Boiling Springs, a big loss uh, blown out by Trousdale County. Blowout, Pickett County in a win, get blown out uh, by Smith County in a loss. So uh, an up and down couple weeks, if healthy when they're playing at their best jackson county certainly a capable team and they will have every chance to prove that post by week the uh gainsboro community over what am i trying to the jackson county there we go jackson county is on fall break next week the blue devils will be on their bye and coming back from the bye things will not get easier they'll host monterey on October 20th and then have to head to East Robertson to end the season. They are 0-3 in region play, and so these two region games are all too important if they want to have even a remote chance at making it to the playoffs. We go from Gainesboro to White County, heading to Sparta, where after starting 2-0, the Warriors went on a four-game losing streak. Head coach Curtis Beatty Never seemed to lose hope, though, understanding what was in front of his team. Now they've won their last two ball games, scoring 41 points in both while allowing just 24 total points defensively. Two critical region games and everything to play for in front of them as well. Coach Beatty, Coach Beatty joining us now. Coach, it was another night where your offense found rhythm, made things happen. What seemed to give you guys so much success last night offensively? Uh, yeah, well, we we were able to spread the ball around. Of course, trip trip done trip stuff, and uh, but uh, he he got the ball to Demarius and JoJo Dow. They they spread the love around and both got a touchdown. Uh, Darvon Richmond had a big game uh, last night. Receiver he uh, he had uh, three or four catches for about 150 and uh, two touchdowns. So big night for him. Uh, and just the other guys, uh, younger guys that got some carries, Cole Sims and Xavier Gambling, you know, we just we spread the ball around. We were in a, a nice little rhythm just in getting it to different locations through the air, on the ground, and ultimately our offensive line played really well, and, and we put up 41 points. Yeah, something you and me got you and me talked about earlier in the year was Trip. Trip's gonna do Trip things, right? Because he's Trip, and that's who he is and what he's capable of. But you needed to start spreading the ball around. Other guys had to start getting more involved. They've done that 
in these last couple weeks, really in the last three or four weeks, if you uh, want to include a couple of those pretty close losses, what does that mean to you as a coach, and what does it mean for this team as you're heading down the stretch here that guys are starting to get more involved and you guys seem to be really rounding into shape offensively? Well, I think it's uh, it's builds confidence as a coach, especially coming into the, these last two ball games where they're must wins if you want to reach your goals of getting in the playoffs. Uh, so it's it's a confidence booster for me that you know, these kids are growing up in front of my eyes and and they're learning uh, to play within the system and they're they're seeing results. So those kids are gaining even more and more confidence and just getting better every day. And it's it's a huge thing going in. You got this bye week, and then you got DeKalb County for a chance to play in the playoffs. Yeah, you brought it up right there. I mean, two region games left. DeKalb County, after the bye week, uh, a chance to play in the playoffs. Obviously, we'll talk about the bye week and stuff here in just a minute, but what was the message to the team about having everything to play for still in front of them despite kind of an up-and-down year so far? Sure, and we everybody knows the gauntlet we went through there uh, with our schedule, and and our kids did fight, and we just didn't do enough to win ball games right there, and it put us in a tight jam. And the message since then is every game we play is a playoff game because if you lose one of those region games, you cannot go to the playoffs now. And we put ourselves in that spot, and our kids are fighting their tails off to get us out of that jam and and try to try to get in as the four seed. And they're doing everything they can. And last night they they put a lot of stuff together offensively and defensively both. To, to move towards that. You said it. Yeah, they put a lot together defensively last night and <clears throat> put together a lot defensively over the last couple of weeks. That was something we talked about in the preseason was this defense had improved. They had another year under their belt and that they were going to need to be better. They have been. Do you think the defense over the last couple of weeks has turned a corner for this Warriors team? Uh, I do, and I think a lot of it... Uh starts with a linebacker play. Isaiah Kelso and Gage Stevenson has has turned up. They're really good. Both of them are really good linebackers, and they've turned up the intensity, not not only on game nights, but at practice, trying to push these guys to, to be better. And overall, he had a lot of young guys in the front seven. You graduate so many that they're learning, and you got a new defense coordinator. There's a lot of learning going on and a lot of learning curves that we knew we were going to have to deal with and I think they're starting to grasp and understand and playing within the defense as well and it's just a young bunch that's gaining confidence by week by week. How much does it help you guys uh, or you as a coaching staff that is to have guys like Kelso and others who are kind of taking responsibility, stepping up to the plate and they're increasing their play and, and causing other guys to do the same? Well, I think it's huge because it's, it's kind of like the trip pinion effect. You know, Trip does that on offense. He, he's going to bring his, and he just he's building everybody else up. And when you do that, everybody around Trip's better. And right now, as they engage, they're doing that, and everybody around them's getting better. So as a coach, it just it, it makes you feel good because you got two guys that are, are willing to pull the team along when they're struggling and, and going to push them farther when they're not. Two region games left on the schedule. What basically amounts to a play-in game against DeKalb coming up after the bye week. But what is the bye week plan? What's the plan for 
head coach Curtis Beatty over fall break in the bye week? What was the message to the team about what they should do over fall break in the bye week? Sure. Well, at first, we, we're going to spend some time with our family. We we talk about family a lot, and um, I give credit to my wife, Aria. She she does a lot for, for us, and so I'm going to give her a few days to, to maybe be a part of the family, and we've got a six, seven-month-old now. At home, so we're going to we're going to spend a little time together, and then as a team, that's what I told them. We can't we can't talk about being family and not ever give any time to our family. So they're going to give some time to their family, enjoy their fall break a little bit, and we'll get together back towards the end of the week. And they have ways to watch film all week if they they want to be involved in in that side of it. It's more of a mental, uh, but really we just want to rest and relax. And, and we've been going since July. So these kids, they need a break. We kind of need a little bit of break, and but we you don't want to you don't want to lose focus on the task at hand. And the Cab County is a big task at hand, so we'll be working a little bit, but we're we're trying to focus on family for a few days. White County head coach Curtis Beatty joins us there as they get back in the win column, forty-one to seven, and and. Yes, for those curious, uh, when I say back in the win column, yes, they're on a two-game winning streak. I do want to uh, clarify that. 41-17, they defeat Cumberland County two weeks ago last night, a 41-7 win over CAK. So 41 points in back-to-back weeks for the White County Warriors. An offense we expected to live up to that kind of billing and uh, truthfully folks if you look back over the schedule it's an offense that has lived up to its billing the only time they've scored less than 21 was when they scored 21 at Uppermen, a defense that we have already begun to understand may very well be historically good this season we'll talk more about that obviously as the season goes on but in every other game they've scored 26 plus they've scored 35 plus in four of their games, 28-plus. If you count 28, then that makes it six of their eight games that they have scored in. So the offense has lived up to the billing. The defense, of course, uh, has had to come around. New defensive coordinator, a lot of young guys. You heard Coach Beatty talk there about how his linebackers have begun to step up. His secondary has started to learn. They've started to kind of turn a corner, if you will, in this new defensive system. And that may very well be at the right time, the perfect time for the Warriors as they will observe their bye week this week. You heard him talk about we'll take a moment off. We'll get the guys away. We can't preach family and not give guys time with their families. So they will spend some time with their families. And then they will return for two region games, the first of which, truthfully, folks, might as well be a playoff game, a play-in game, if you will, because DeKalb County will take on White County. It will be uh, at White County in Sparta. DeKalb County is 2-2 two and two in region play. White County is 1-3. and three. So if White County wins, they're both 2-3. and three. White County would have the tiebreaker in that case. A whole situation could occur in this ballgame on October 20th. After that, of course, White County will end the year at Livingston Academy. So a lot still to play for in front of the Warriors We'll talk more about that as the season unfolds. Of course, next week we'll talk about it plenty as so many teams will be on their bye week. We'll have plenty of time to discuss standings, playoff scenarios, and so much more right here on the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. 
The decisions that change the games. Explained here. The Mountain Bar Builders High School Playbook. at Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive. I'm Colin Castleberry. This is the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. And we promised you earlier in the program that we would catch up with the other side of what ended up being last night's game of the week, York and Stone. We opened up the program hearing from York head coach Derwin Wright uh, in a 14-7 York win. Uh, Coach Wright was very clear on Happy to walk away with a W. A win is a win, even when it's not a pretty win. Uh, but a lot they're going to take from that film, a lot they're going to learn. And unlike a lot of other teams, of course, York doesn't have two weeks to do it. They've already observed their bye week. They turn right around and play Friendship Christian this upcoming week. So on Monday, they're going to take a look at that film. I'm sure uh, next week, Stone Memorial, and when I say next week, I don't mean this upcoming Monday. The following Monday, I'm sure Stone We'll look back at a lot of the film from York as well. Why is that? Well, because Stone Memorial will head into their bye week, into their fall break there in Cumberland County, coming off of an incredibly difficult loss where uh, Coach Derek Samber postgame was clearly emotional and heartbroken for his guys. His defense played their hearts out, giving the offense several chances But after an opening drive where they marched right down the field and looked primed to go off, it just never materialized again. Coach Samber, let's start with the positive. Only 14 points given up by your defense consistently gave your offense some opportunities. Your thoughts on their uh, ability to to put you in good positions tonight? Yep, York did a really good job. uh, Came out in their single wing stuff and was tough. And then I thought we did a good job adjusting to it and held them off the board for quite a while there. Physical game. I thought our kids matched their physicality and intensity. Uh, just couldn't get a second score on the board. Yeah, on the other side, right? Your offense comes out that first, you know, first drive really puts something together. Looks like it's going to be a a good night, a rhythmic night for you guys. And then I uh, can't ever really find it again after that. What didn't work for the offense tonight after that first drive? Just a little sloppy, man. You said it. We never got in a rhythm between penalties, drop balls. Um, didn't convert on a third and short, stopped to drive, um, took some shots that didn't work out. Uh, but, yeah, a, a lack of rhythm at the end of the day. Something you and me have also talked about is beating yourselves, right, the the penalties, the ill-advised, you know, mistakes at times. Uh, you, you look tonight, you had several of them. How do you clean them up, obviously, going forward? Uh, as you and me have talked about, again, can't do that against better teams. Yeah, you know, it, it, it was tough. Man, I don't, I don't know. Um, their 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 biggest play of the night was a, a thirty yard penalty with uh, a, a late hit on the quarterback and a, a pass interference or a personal foul at the end of it. I don't know. That's their best play. A, a ton to look at from this game, but I, I overheard you kind of with the guys talking about how much there is still to play for. Right, so many games in front of you guys that mean a whole lot. How do you kind of get the team focused up coming over the, out of the weekend and ready to play a couple more teams that uh, obviously play in region? Yeah, they uh, two big region games uh, to finish the year. We knew that was the that was what we were looking at from from the time the schedule was made. Um, you know, Upperman uh, and us, I think, are tied at, at uh, 
one in the region right now. We're the only two without a region loss, so that's certainly a big game coming out. And then we finish the year with a really good making team. You obviously are also coming up on fall break. What's the thought to, to giving these guys some time, right, but coming off a game like this, maybe not letting them fester either? Yeah, probably good to get away. Hopefully we um, get our minds right, get our mindsets right, and uh, get ready to, to finish this season hopefully on a strong note uh, with a couple big region games ahead of us. What is the plan for the guys for fall break? Obviously, uh, bye week as well. What's the plan? Is it a week off? Is it a couple days? What's the the What's the thought for the Panthers? Yeah, we'll be off for the most part uh, as coaches. We won't necessarily, but uh, I think the kids probably need some rest. It's been a grind of a season. Uh, our two losses have been to the number one team in 2A and the number three team in 3A. So uh, a lot of hard-fought physical games, uh, and I think our kids probably need some time to recover. Their biggest offensive play was a 30-yard penalty. Technically, it was two 15-yard penalties if you're counting but their biggest offensive play was a 30-yard penalty. If that's not telling about what this game was, I don't know what is, folks. You could clearly tell head coach Derek Samber was somber, was having some difficulties there post-game. I do not blame him. It was a tough night where his defense really showed up. His offense, after that first drive, just could not find any sort of rhythm. Credit the York Dragons their defense, their scheme, and also credit their offense for just holding on to the ball a long time, right? Long times of possession. Even when DeKalb was able to create turnovers, York was able to then step up in critical situations defensively and slow down what has been a very, very good Stone Memorial attack this season. Again, last night they put seven points on the board. It's the first time this year They've been held to a total lower than 25. They scored 25 against Cookville and against Meigs County. And every game besides that, 27, 28, twice, 35, 40. They have put points on the board. And last night, just a single touchdown. It was a rough night for Nick Osmond and Derek Samber. And unfortunately, it doesn't get easier, folks. I said earlier, Upperman may have the toughest schedule uh, left here in the Upper Cumberland, and, and certainly it is up for debate, right? White House, uh, Stone Memorial, and DeKalb, the three opponents left for Uppermen after observing their bye week this week. I would challenge that only with this following for Stone Memorial. Last night had to go to the York Institute. That's an hour-plus drive. They do get their bye week this week jammed right in at what could not be considered a better place because after this upcoming week, They'll go to Upperman on October 20th and to Macon County on October 27th. Uh, just in case you're curious, folks, for those who may not realize it, Upperman is undefeated. Macon County is 7-1. and one. Their only loss coming to undefeated Upperman. So it was, it is going to be a show-stopping final two weeks for Stone Memorial, and they're 4-0 in district play, right, in region play, 4-0 in region play, and so certainly uh, everything's still to play for, right? I mean, they if they hand Uppermen uh, their first loss, that would be huge. Even if they lose to Uppermen and then turn around and can beat Macon, they put themselves right there in basically what would amount to second place in the region. So a whole lot to play for for the Panthers, but also – 
a whole lot they're going to have to look at on film coming up uh, in about a week. You you uh, did not get the chance to ask Coach Samber much last night. Uh, did ask him what they would do for fall break. Uh, he obviously had some other things on the mind, but did make sure uh, to tell me uh, when we got off uh, the recording there, he did want me to, to make sure and bring up that they would uh, take some some lengthy time here over the week to rest, to recuperate, because they understand what going to Upperman and what going to Macon County uh, means for them in those final two weeks, both just in terms of region rankings, but also the fact that those are two spectacularly physical teams. You're going to go up against an Upperman team who uh, we've talked about it a few times, historically good defense um, as they have only allowed uh, about 80-something yards in their last two games and then obviously had their bye week this week. Macon County, uh, you saw them Thursday night or you heard them Thursday night at Livingston Academy. Gabe Borders and Bradley Crawford combining for over 200 yards of rushing and four touchdowns. So, Definitely two very, very looming large tests in front of the Panthers coming up after their bye week this upcoming week. I'm Colin Castleberry. This is the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. Live from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive, Colin Castleberry. This is the High School Playbook. Built by Mountain Barn Builders, of course, this week, Cookville, Monterey, Upperman, and Clay County on their buy, and so uh, no chance to speak with any of them. Do uh, want to give an update, spoke with each of them throughout the week, all four uh, choosing to take the week off and uh, enjoy themselves, get away from people and, and see some family. Of course, we'll come back this upcoming week and finish out the season strong is the hope for several of those coaches. Speaking of coming back from the bye week and finishing out strong, that is what the Livingston Academy Wildcats will try to do after what was the toughest night of their season for them. No ifs, ands, or buts about that. Whether it was looking ahead to fall break, the short week, I don't know, and, and truthfully, folks, I won't pretend to know what happened, but it was the first time all season on Thursday night that Livingston was held scoreless Hey, Coach Madden Hauser joining me now. Hey, Coach, really and truthfully, are there any positives that you can take away from a game like this? Uh, well, it was a tough game. Um, very, very good football team. We knew that coming in. Um, and it was one of those nights you have occasionally where it just never seemed like anything went right. Everything kind of went wrong. And, um, you know, it started early with them scoring on their first possession and then we kind of weathered that storm and played well for a while and then we had a block punt and after the punt was blocked um you know they got a lot of momentum with that and just kind of carried it on through the rest of the game and you know it's it was frustrating um but at the end of the day you know you it's it's going to speak more about the character of who we are in the locker room but how we bounce back and that's going to be the big you know, that's the big question mark is how do we come back after fall break and finish the season? So, you know, I, we've got a great group of kids. I couldn't be more proud to ca- coach them. Um, it's just a tough loss tonight, but we, you know, we'll move on. And, and uh, we got Cumberland County coming up in two weeks. So that's our focus. 
you know, what, what is the message or what was the message to the guys after the game? Obviously, you're going to you know, go take a week off now um, and, and kind of get away from everything and then try to come back, refocus. But what was the message after what has probably what was that is your, your toughest game this year? Uh, now you're going to take that week. Um, well, I mean, the message was to uh, heal up mentally and physically. Um, you know, so much is is based on at this time of year you've got a lot of guys that are banged up from a physical standpoint having a week off is is big for them it'll it'll help in a lot of in a lot of ways um, but mentally I mean you, we've been grinding a lot since January in the weight room and summer workouts and all that stuff I mean these kids have had maybe three four weeks off total since January 1st so getting a week off here um, helps a lot in terms of just mental focus when you get back. Um, so that's that's kind of the challenge is to get back and enjoy yourself on fall break and then come back ready to go. You guys came out tonight with a, a, a different offensive look, to say the least. A couple guys changing some numbers so that they could declare as, as eligible guys in the backfield or at the tight end position. Uh, was it more Macon County that went into that decision, or is that something we might see uh, some more going forward? Uh, it was more just us. Um, we've struggled offensively doing several different things. Um, we decided to do more traditional I formation just to kind of see what, what we were able to do. We, we, were, we played physical the second half against Stone Memorial, and uh, we, tried, we were going to try to build on that and play um, maybe a little bit different style of football, but Macon County, you got to give them a lot of credit. They came out and, and they flew around defensively, and you know, they shut that down quite a bit. Uh, we were, you know, we, we had a lot more success going back to our three and four wide packages and and spreading them out a little bit. So, you know, we until you try something, you really never know exactly what it's going to look like. Um, you know, we didn't execute as well as we wanted to, and it was a short week. It's tough to do that on a short week uh, and playing a team that well. So a lot of things went into this. At the end of the day, you just got to play better. You certainly can't give up chunk plays, but – how encouraging was it uh, to see your defense go out there and uh, especially before said blocked punt uh, play a really tough style and, and really kind of contain guys like Borders and Crawford prior to you know the game kind of getting away from you? Yeah, I think they did a good job at times. Uh, those, are, those are just some very, very athletic players, some of the fastest guys in the Upper Cumberland. And, um, you know, we would have sometimes three, four, five guys around them and they'd find a way to get loose. And once they got loose and open the field, they're almost impossible to – you know, track down, um, you know, Coach Shoulders and staff does a great job. You know, I, I'm, he's one of my closest friends in the coaching profession, know him extremely well, know how well coached they are. Um, and he just does a really, really good job. And, he, and you know, it, when you got guys like that in the backfield you can turn around and hand the ball to, it, it helps a whole lot. Um, wish them well the rest of the season. And, uh, you know, like I said, we just – our focus now has to it's it stings to have that loss but you got to focus on cumberland county and and um you know getting ready to play them well before you focus on the jets you get a week away uh from everything what is the uh what is the matten hauser fall break plan what is the hauser uh family fall break plan how are you guys how are you gonna kind of get away from it all and and take a week well we're kind of a lot like the the kids are we're mentally and it's it's a long mental seat uh, time for the coaches as well so we're giving the coaches some time off we'll our family will take some time off um i don't think you ever 
get completely away from it. We'll spend a lot of time watching film and, and doing some things, but, you know, spend some time with the family and, and just kind of recharge the battery so we can get back after it uh, when we get back. So we're looking forward to that. I will mention tonight was our pink out night. It was um, good to see a lot of people come out and support um, a lot of breast cancer survivors and, and just cancer in, in general. It's just it's such a hard thing to see people go through such battles and and sometimes it's it's it you just feel like it's not fair and and we've got some close friends um close families that are battling some unfortunate situations now we just ask that everybody keep all those people in your prayers um that are either recovering or continue to fight and and it's it's tough um our kids wanted to do something to kind of honor those people and um, i'm glad they did but you know, we just want to keep all those in, in your thoughts and prayers. And, and uh, uh, you know, it's it's sometimes it's easy to see that there's more important things than what we're doing on, on the grass on Friday nights or Thursday night in this case. So um, just wanted to say that um, and just kind of help everybody to remember that, and that's why we did it. Livingston Academy head coach Matten Hauser, after what was the toughest night of the season, for the Wildcats on Thursday evening. So yesterday, head coach Matten Hauser, uh, Coach Hauser and his family able to, to get out of town. They uh, believe we're heading for the beach, if I'm not mistaken. So hoping that he and all of his players get some much-needed rest because it was very clearly obvious, no matter if it was fall break or the short week or whatever it was, and again, I'm not here to speculate, folks. I have no idea, whole, uh, truthfully, what it was what i know is several people fans coaches players said didn't feel like the energy was it was there didn't feel as focused maybe as we needed to be uh, or as we should have been and so livingston academy suffers a 35 to nothing loss to macon county and give macon uh, plenty of credit right gay borders and, and bradley crawford are spectacular athletes gay borders probably going to be a mr football finalist again this year as a junior the two of them combined for over 200 yards and four touchdowns it was a clinic on the ground from those two young men but livingston academy will now observe their bye week and so a, a tough one for them no doubt as they will come back and kind of a mixed bag of games. On October 20th, they'll be at Cumberland County. On October 27th, they'll close out the season hosting Trip Pinion, another fantastic possible Mr. Football kind of level athlete to end the season. That was Livingston Academy head coach Matt Hauser. We've been joined by several other coaches from across the Upper Cumberland. If you missed any of them, feel free to check them out on the replay on Sports Radio 104.7. Or you can find them on ucsportsnation.com slash the UC Sports Nation Facebook page. I'm Colin Castleberry. This is the High School Playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. It's the weekly post-game press conference. Your coaches, your teams, the Mountain Barn Builders High School Playbook. Live from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive. And let's do one more run. Through the scores from the past week, of course, on Thursday night, Macon County with that 35 to nothing win over Livingston Academy. Then last night, Tullahoma defeating Warren County, 37 to nothing. Sale Creek, a 54 to nothing winner over Pickett County. White County with their second consecutive win now defeats CAK 41 to 7. 
DeKalb County back in the win column with a 42-10 win over Cumberland County. Jackson County falls in what was our game of the week on sports radio, 40 to nothing to Smith County and Gordonsville, 49-19 defeats Red Boiling Springs. Cookville, Monterey, Upperman, and Clay County all observed their bye weeks. That's a look at your scores from last night and this week on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. I'm Colin Castleberry, and thanks to everybody for tuning in. The High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. Add space to your home, protect your cars and boats, a new workshop or she shed. Mountain Barn Builders will build it mountain strong. MountainBarnBuilders.com. The prep conversation continues all week, including today's show on demand. UCSportsStation.com. Rock 93.7, WBFC, Baxter Cookville. Getting you ready for kickoff. Doug Matthews, Dave McGinnis. Coast to Coach, powered by Risher Roofing.